Good evening, everyone. Hi, thank you for tuning in to Divine Relationship Goals. My name is Sarah Grace, and I am here once again with my sister, Tamitra. Uh, we are discussing tonight, maximizing your potential or maximize your potential. Um, before we get started, let us usher in the Holy Spirit because conversation, we need them here. So, Father God, we thank you. We worship your holy name. We thank you for this day, allowing us to marvel and and um, just be pleased with your creation and who you have called us to be, Father. Thank you for continuing to lead us and guide us in our every footstep and showing us who you are through your creation, Father. Thank you um, just for the establishment of, of the purpose that we serve here and and being bold in it and confident in it. And today, as we're discussing maximize, maximizing our potential, we're expressing your glory. We're talking about maximizing and optimizing the things that you have already called us in. And so we thank you and we praise your name and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, maximizing your potential. Um, that was definitely I, a good chapter. That was a good chapter. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I, you know, found myself just asking questions for myself <laughs> about <clears throat> what it is that, um, what I see my potential is. And I know um, we move straight into, you know, the productivity of, of like how we produce things. So we're looking at that and how, um, you know, we're trying to build. We're trying to build for our legacy, our children. <laughs> We're trying to build our own and establish um, a life that we're pleased with. And, you know, sometimes um, we do get caught up in trying to produce that uh, our attention is not focused on, you know, our creator and the one who gave us this life. And so... I know we we have been in on the other side of this podcast. We're in chapter thirteen, you guys, and we've been talking about the parable of the sower, and all of this just is cohesive. It ties into into even what we're explaining on that side, um, just about uh, centering our focus on uh, what God has called us to be and who we are and. Um, not going into uh, a space of where we just focus on success, but being a servant, being of service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. how, that's what he planted us here to do, to serve in a way um, where he sees the, the exact, I, you know, most people say it's a problem here that we're here to solve. I don't necessarily want to call it a problem, but he sees an area in the kingdom where you fit and your design is needed. And so if we don't live up to the fullness of that, then it's not only, you know, something that affects us, it affects everyone. We got to see how it affects the, the, um, the flow of the kingdom, <laughs> like how everything is relationally. Like we were establishing before, like, <laughs> I don't want no blood on my hands. Like we really do. If we're not really walking in and solid and confident in that, then, um, yeah, 
there was something else before we start reading because I know we wanted to get into like the the parable of the mustard seed. There was a well first establishing this, which is what we're talking about as a whole. This is why we created this group. This is why this podcast exists. It is about the relationship with God. Why is this important? Um, because of the acknowledgement or the awareness of of who we are can only come from the one who created it. And as a result of the kingdom, we're talking about righteousness, peace, and, and joy. I'm going to keep going back to that because that's what God has promised that we receive from centering our lives and focusing on him, seeking right. him first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. is and his righteousness. We can't forget that part. This is where we're coming in to how can we really maximize this? Because we have the ability to do well and be successful, but we miss out on the, what he says in here in this book, the 100%. We only come up to, you know, just surviving and not thriving, not being abundant and seeing the fruit in our lives. But the establishment is is from our awareness of who we are brings us that peace. <laughs> and for me, I had to think about what that peace meant in just manifesting the things around me. It makes me feel more worthy because sometimes when I go about just doing things in my own ability, I don't feel like I'm worthy of doing it. <laughs> but when I understand my position and, and understanding who God has called me to be and I'm seeking after him, then he shows it to me every day. I tell um, you know my friends this, one of my friends that I speak to on a regular basis, because we do a study together. I tell her every single week um, that we gather or every single day, let me know, every single day that I'm spending time with God, period, in the morning, um, yeah, it's proving to myself, because he already knew, <laughs> he already knows, um, you know, what he had planned for me. But for me, <clears throat> I have that uh, self-sabotaging, you know, <laughs> um, that comes when I start to do certain things and walk in certain areas that um, I have never done before. Like I felt, I said this on the live on the, on Instagram, like I'm going into areas in my life where I have, this is strange. <laughs> this is not is uncomfortable. And then um, having that self doubt. And it's like, when I'm into, when I get into his word and when I'm, you know, um, really allowing myself to take on his image, then he shows me that peace in knowing who I am. And so I feel more worthy. I feel more worthy of the call. Um, so yeah, it starts there. It starts there. And then after that, once you have cultivated that peace, of course, in your relationship with God, he shows you that the work that you do you really are doing it in gratitude for the knowing, for the understanding. And so it's my form of worship. This is my form of worship. This podcast is my form of worship to him in gratitude that he has taken he has taken me this far in my life. But I love, I love God. I do. 
Um, just, just the relationship, you know, and we talk about our divine relationship goals, our relationship with, um, our father in heaven, just that relationship, making that a constant, like you, what what you just had up on the screen, it just went away, but, uh, (laughs) maximizing your life without a very constant and sure relationship with God is it it disconnects you from um from understanding your position just here because your relationship with God is symbolic it's kind of like if you if you look at it and everything you go through and everything that we're learning about ourselves and and this um, chapter was actually talking about self-actualization and how to maximize your potential um, with the relationship of, with God as the center. And everything that you learn about yourself through your relationship with God helps you relate to others, helps you understand your position and role in relation to others and relation to your environment. And this, and this is how you understand where you fit. This is how you understand where you can serve and where you uniquely are designed, what you are uniquely designed for um, because of the relationship. And that relationship is the beginning of all relationships and the manifestation of all your purpose and all that you're called to be. And it it makes, I mean, this was, this chapter was definitely reflective, you know, um, allowing me to look back on those moments where my potential was not maximized and why was it not, you know, (laughs) what was the reason for that? And what was the reasons um, surrounding that? And um, and definitely in those moments, my relationship with God was not the center. I mean, I had a relationship with God, but it wasn't my priority. And because it did not, it was not my priority and these other things were my priority. I cannot, you know, we cannot define we cannot understand our purpose or our calling by defining it through our relationships with other people that's, you know, and, and not connecting that to the relationship with our source. So us trying to um, navigate through this world through the con um, by the, the concepts and frame of what other people think about us or what other people say, or, how far we go in areas in which had nothing to do with our gifts, <laughs> you know, because we didn't identify them through our relationship with God. And, you know, and and then we start building these concepts which we carry on um, to relationship to relationship. And they have nothing to do with, with what God says about us, you know, what he has designed us to be and who he's designed us to be and so it's it's something 
is something very refreshing about knowing that your having your relationship with God as a priority connects you to your purpose, connects you to fulfilling that which you are here to do. And then nothing else really matters. Right. You know, nothing else really matters. And right. so, um, oh, you know, you know, when we both, you know, when we both started this, um, just the, the live part, because I was only doing like the audio part and I was going back and forth, like, um, I can barely even come right. on here and speak. <laughs> and we were both really nervous about being in front of a camera. And then, you know, just after a while, it's like, no, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna come up in here, and I'm gonna do what I need to do um, for the glory that God has revealed mm -hmm. inside of me. I'm appreciative of that every single day, and I don't have a problem, you know, on the street or you know, conversing with people. So I was like, if I can do that, then I can do this, and um, and then I've seen God even maximize that, you know, in return, giving me more um and even allowing me to connect with you know new people that helping that are helping in this journey of pushing myself to my high, highest self you know what i'm saying so right. I, I don't even know if i never started this what would it be like i can't even ask myself i just got to keep moving forward right moving forward and keep listening to his instruction that's what, that's what we were discussing in the other side of this uh, last, I said last night. It wasn't last night. It was Friday night. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> these days, come, come on, y'all. These days, we flying. Um, exactly. Friday night about how we are receiving his instruction. That's really, really is. Every day, you know, I, it could fall on stony ground or I could be that good soil. And I'm choosing every day to be that good soil, right? Consistency. Yes, it does. Consistency and knowing builds confidence. It truly does. It truly does. And I can't say that I'm not like a little bit nervous when I get because <laughs> it's still I'm talking about the ultimate being of all creation like i'm still going to have that that's my reverence and that's my fear for the lord but it's also something that pushes me because i am a servant and i'm right. choosing to steward well over my gifts my talents and um my time my finances that's what i mean that's why we've been in these various topics because in order to maximize those things we have to focus on what God is asking us to do in that. And although even Friday night, we talked about how um, with God, you know, his timing is not ours. It's not saying just because he's not subjugated to time doesn't mean he doesn't value time. Mm -hmm. So he still sees the course of events in which we fall in order because he's a God of order and where he expects of us. Like he, he has great expectations because he knows what he's promised us in our future and the plans he has for us. Praise God. Yeah. And he, yes, we know he values time because he causes everything to 
manifest in its due season. And because of the principle of sowing and reaping, um, that a harvest has to come through a process, through the process that it takes for that seed to be planted and that um, that germination process to where the seed is planted um, from within us, you know, and the it bears fruit in the season in which um, it's called to bear fruit in. And so we, we really, you know, definitely have to understand that things are in his timing and the time um, is almost right. It's, it's predestined. It's predetermined. <laughs> so like the gestational period of a human being is 40 weeks. You know, you got animals, what are they, about 18 weeks? I don't know. We need Audrey's. <laughs> I just tell me how long it takes for you at. Yeah, to, for puppies to be born. And then you got you you got flies and gnats and stuff. The mosquitoes, they be like 24 hours or 18 hours, something like that. It's like it's it's very short. And then you have butterflies and everybody has their pre-designed timing for when a seed is planted or a seed is what you call it with humans something <laughs> fertile <laughs> you fertilize uh uh and um and you go through that process and it manifests the seed manifests into the fruit in which it was supposed to become and so there is a set time. We just don't understand it, but we do start understanding it once we leave ourselves open to the revelation given to us uh, from the Holy Spirit. And uh, yeah, right. We talked about that a few um, episodes ago, you know, just of how um, the Holy Spirit gives us um reveals to us something prior and then we don't understand it until the manifestation and so the the stronger our relationship is with God the more centered we are with God and in our spirit man the more discernment and understanding we have in good timing (laughs) versus this delayed timing that we often have um after the fact, you know, our hindsight versus um, understanding in the time. Um, but it, it's, it's more of the seasons. But since we are, you know, subject to God's authority, the way that we understand his timing is by our definition of time. And our definition mm-hmm. of time is through the sequence of events. You said the, the rotation of the sun, but that's mm-hmm. the sequence of events that were really examining and then the moments that we have so he's looking at that and how that all comes into play to um um how it all comes to play in what we do as far as the timing of our fruits here <laughs> bearing our fruit man sometimes you are the one that is just starting it as well or planting it or sometimes right, the, the water it. yeah you're the 
a farmer. <laughs> so he has us in, in different seasons and are in different gifts. I don't think people know that. How many of you do know that, that God actually gives us gifts and you can have multiple ones and different ones in different seasons. And that's why you always have to listen to his instruction though, because you won't know which one to use. And sometimes, like I was saying before in one episode, like not even realizing what my gift was mm-hmm. until that season came and then realizing, oh, this is what this is what had been preparing me for this. Oh, and you see it. <laughs> and then it's time to use it. And you know, because you've been in your relationship with God so heavy and you've been walking with him. And so you don't miss out on that opportunity to show forth and bear the fruit in that season. Right. So right. let's get into yeah. You want to get into reading? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, chapter 13, verse 30 of the book of Matthew. So... And that is the parable of the mustard seed. Right, right, right. Um, you said verse 30, we was on 31. 31. No, verse 31. You're right. I put up the wrong one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> verse 31. Right. Um, so he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch on its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using parables. So was fulfilled that was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Right. So we um, prior, I know this was, uh, we started this on Friday, um, but the parable. We stopped at 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the parable of the sower um was talking about the different seeds and that this parable of the mustard seed just makes me think about how um how it feels like you you have this potential and a manifested potential can do some great things, right? But when it starts off, it starts off as a little spark, you know, a spark of passion. Um, you identify your gift and understanding the things in which um, you have a talent for and that you're passionate about in the kingdom of God. And then you plant these seeds and you may not be qualified. You may be somebody who just starting out in that area or not qualified according to the world. (laughs) You know, uh, you may um, be doing some things that you, you do naturally that you never really had much experience in, but yet, you do it without training or, you know, 
any formal um, formal education or training. And when you do this and you plan it and you live in service to your community or whatever with your seed, with your talent, you contribute to something greater than yourself. And it can start off small and snowball into something massive. And that the mustard seed, the plant that um, manifests from the mustard seed is a massive tree that can hold up <laughs> birds. That's what Jesus was saying that, you know, in the garden, other things are way smaller. And then you have this big giant tree that came from the smallest of potential. But just um, you knowing and having faith in God that your purpose, um, that you are walking in your purpose and walking according to your call, you adding, activating that seed with your faith, just like David did, little David did with his his pebble. <laughs> he activated that pebble with his faith and took down giants. You know, we can do the same um, as we activate our potential and the seed within us, the gift that God has ordained us with, with our faith in him and knowing that he is the one who holds the roadmap to the manifestation of our purpose. I know they went into like the germination process of the seed. And it's this, you know, just this small thing. I think that's what we're really, you know, looking at how this one dry seed goes from, you know, this tiny thing into something great that's it's not even just great on the surface. It extends out in the roots as well. And that's what we're looking at when it's talking about is for the birds get to perch on it. Your purpose when you are walking in the instruction of God and centering and it and you're maximizing your potential of your purpose, then it translates through each and every other person's life around you and they get to partake of the fruits that you're bearing. And then that's that's where the kingdom comes in relationally where we're just sharing with one another our pleasure in serving the king. You know what I'm saying? That's how we find real peace because we're now one in unity of faith. That's what real success looks like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, you can just flow um, and not be in conflict with others or in competition, but you all are bearing something that everyone needs. Like you mm -hmm. have something that I need and I have something that you need. Um, but you should be able to know and feel it's the right thing with that close walk with God, not just because you can do something. Amen. One of the quotes in the book says that um, the reason why actualizing your understanding your potential and maximizing your potential um, starts with God. It must start with God because he is the only one who can give you your purpose and empower you to reach it. It's the reason why you feel empty when you try to rely on someone else to make you feel 
purposeful, <laughs> make you feel happy, make you feel, and then you are, you feel disappointed because they cannot provide that for you. Now, um, right, that first that first step in the germination process, um, he was saying is what was it? Identifying the seed, finding it, finding it. Mm -hmm. Finding the seed first, yeah, in yeah. the core. You can't uh, in the core of the fruit. It does, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go to the center of the fruit in order to get to the seed in the core. Um, another reason for that, though, what the core represents is something that we're, we also went into about being in His image, creating His image, and how we mimic the intelligence of God that if we don't know what to do with it it's going to just be this dry seed anyways without him because he knows who he is <laughs> and because he knows who he is he spoke a word in order for us to have this exact same nature of him and he's the one that can teach it just that simple the right. person who had who possessed uh every character of himself is the one that's going to teach you best about who you are Amen. that's pretty straightforward i know um i actually wanted to get into like the germination of the seed process as a whole just that part um which it, it goes into a little bit when they talk about the next step being to plant it but that first initial is the um imbibition process which which just means you guys um that it is, the seed is absorbing water. If you guys were with us Friday, I explained what water represents. Yes. Um, water representing not just the purifying and the cleansing of, you know, you of your sins, but what takes place. What, what was the symbolism for being baptized in water? It was being consumed by the Holy Spirit. And we know the Holy Spirit acts as a catalyst for us in you know, activating the word of God. Right. So that it doesn't just fall and not, you know, start being active. It actually allows it to move and do what it says it's going to do. The Holy Spirit yeah. ensures that it's doing what it said, what God said it would do. Right. Um, he helps so, the standing too. You know, yeah. where you, you get the revelation it without the holy spirit no thing is revealed it's like the mysteries of god you lack that so you can like when jesus was saying we they hear and you know they have ears and don't hear and eyes and still don't see if you come to it with an understanding you come to listening to the word of god and you may feel motivated because it is a motivational word he is motivating you to your potential to your purpose he is drawing you in with speaking life into yourself and affirmations and and starting with i am this or that because that's how he is that's how god is i am that i am and all things i am you know and so someone else without the influence of the holy spirit can take those things and still manipulate them in a way that can still do 
what it's supposed to do because God has ordained it to do that and, and called it and spoke it to existence to do just that, designed it for that. But they will not have understanding. They will not have the full understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom of God without without the influence of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, but how that relates to the invitation process, going back from there and understanding the representation of what that absorption is doing with that seed is allowing it to rehydrate. You guys know that we have fallen because of sin. So we don't have the full awareness of our image because of the sin that we are in. And so what that water, Holy Spirit, <laughs> is doing with that seed that allows it to swell and take space. And then it, it exerts Absorb this nutrients pressure, from the right? Soul. It exerts this pressure where it ruptures and then it ruptures through that coat. The seed ruptures through its coat and it starts that primary root system that it's going to establish for the rest of its life if it finds you know, good ground. A soil with good nutrients. Yeah, that's the first phase of the seed growing. Mm -hmm. Trying to use this as representation, you guys, so you can see that even in nature, we get to see how God operates in a specific order. He's even doing it with us, not just with plants. <laughs> he made us the same way. Um, and then after that comes the respiration process, which is when it when it's going into the soil after the inhibition of the water causes it to um, to have this metabolic activity. So the seed goes into um, from an anaerobic state to aerobic state, just meaning that it's now consuming oxygen. What is oxygen for us? It starts to breathe life. Now mm -hmm. we get to see the fullness of life <laughs> coming out of this coat. You know, our gifts coming out of the the seed that it, that it was in, the protective layer that God was really using to protect you so that you could fall on good soil. Like it's, it's all, it all goes into play, you guys. Um, and now uh, that seed uses the oxygen that's in the soil, which is why it actually, a seed is, y'all know I want a garden, right? So bad. <laughs> a seed is planted on this, on the closer to the surface of the soil for a reason because it needs the looseness of that soil so that it can consume some of the oxygen in the beginning phases. After a while, of course, it consumes carbon dioxide and pushes out oxygen. Yeah, through photosynthesis. Yeah. Right? In the beginning, it needs <laughs> oxygen from the soil. And if that soil is not good soil, those roots, the primary roots that had already started, you know, with the Holy Spirit activated, <laughs> it, it won't work. So you still have your part in what God is doing so that he can right. maximize your potential in your purpose and in your gifts and talents. And something you just said um, about the, the beginning process is you absorbing from others. You taking in oxygen away, you know, the same the same nutrients in your surroundings. So you need this, you need this incubator. You need this place where you are under the care of others in some way, because 
you need this environment to water you. You need this environment to shelter you and provide this nutrient while you take root. And then as you take root and this seed is um, sprouting up and reaching, you know, for the sun, for another life source. So now you have been in a space, (laughs) you've been in this space where you absorbing a life force that you need. And when you sprout, manifest, you should be giving life force. So this is this is receiving then giving, you know. So first you're in a receiving state. And now when you maximize and bloom into your potential, you in a giving state because now we talked about, you know, you was just saying how now it's consuming carbon dioxide and giving out oxygen. And for us, the other things, living things that's around that plant needs that oxygen to survive. So now you it reciprocated in its environment. So it starts where it's so taking <laughs> it starts where it's taking in to for life. And then it ends where it's assisting and giving life. So we're not supposed to be in a space where we are not giving life. We are not bearing fruit. Mm. Yeah. You, start, right. you start to see how necessary <laughs> your gift was. <laughs> how right. necessary you growing really was. Like you have oh, you have people depending on you. Right. To flourish. Their life depends on you. It depends on you (laughs) reaching your full potential, man. And every day, um, that's my focus, like, because I don't want to, (laughs) I don't want to disappoint God, first off. (laughs) Knowing that I can't doesn't even help. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. I know there's no real you can't disappoint God. I feel like you can't. <laughs> um, but it's because of that reference, though. It was something you said about, uh, you know, reaching up to the sun. And I could hear a daddy saying, S-O-N, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Reaching yes. up to Jesus Christ. Reaching like, up S-O-N. to the sun. <laughs> to the sun. But that's it. Right. That's how we find that's how we find our motivation to being Christians, Christ like he came to show us this so that we can look to him, look at our example and know that we are able. We are able. Mm-hmm. Just as he was. Otherwise, you know, I feel like we would keep seeing God in this far off space and not really know that us and our in our man in this flesh we are able to do we are able to do this thing with God and that's really all he wants he wants just that he wants this relationship he wants the relationship right right he wants the relationship and we um we are deceived by that thought of a sovereign a sovereign lord is far off and aloof that's not just because we can't see him doesn't mean that we are he is nigh and very near you know 
and within all of his creation and within us, you know, and right there to share with us along the way, you know, as we go through our trials, go through our our germination periods, right? And go through um, the process of getting to our harvest. Our faith activating that as well. Um, that's where the mustard seed is. Right. Like we are the soil. Our hearts are the soil. And, and we went through that, the different conditions of the soil. If you guys want to go back to Friday night on that breakdown, then you are more than welcome. But are the conditions of our heart is the soil. And then our faith is what is that seed that's being planted in our gifts in that soil. Are we cultivated enough to produce? <laughs> are we um, setting ourselves in a position where we are receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of his word being spoken into our lives to where we will begin to germinate that seed of faith? Because it's faith and works. They're, they go together. <laughs> they go together. We can't do this without our works even. We can't just faith it. Right. <laughs> and the works are working the actual plan, carrying the vision. It's not just randomness, you know? <laughs> you know, like... Uh, be it just a good man or a good woman. It's not just random works. It is what what we are designed because that's how the faith activates in in its purpose. And so it because because the things that we're using our faith for have to be within His will, within the design. And so is is very necessary for us to understand where we're supposed to be. Um, there was a quote um, in where the author quoted T.D. Jakes. Do you remember that one where, he's, where he said, T.D. Jakes had said, you can plant the skin of a fruit or the meat of it and it'll never reproduce. The only way to produce the fruit is to get to the seed of the fruit. And the only way to be fruitful, the only way to do the things, um, to be successful in your purpose is to identify it, is to be in that relationship with God to where you are connected to knowing exactly what it is. Identify the gift, identify that talent, that purpose, and use it in service of others and we touch you know we are touching the core of ourselves and he refers to that as it being within our hearts so it is definitely heart focused what we can do in service of others um that was the self-actualization part right too what he was referencing as far as the core of ourselves, the process of self-denial, which always precedes self-actualization. He was talking mm -hmm. about how um, that seed being planted in the, the dark soil, the darkness of the soil, 
in losing itself, losing its uh, its original characteristics and what it looked like before. It has to undergo this process. I told you it 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 absorbs its water to where man. it busts yeah. open. Right. right. <laughs> That's what it's doing under the soil. So you it's not even, like it's not even going to look like you're right. <laughs> it's not going to look like what it was before you planted it. And so there's a denial process that's going on. It's denying self and taking on this newness of life. Mm-hmm. Taking on this um, this new walk. Taking on this new purpose. I was just a seed before. <laughs> now I'm this tree-bearing fruit. Potential. Right. I used right, to just potential. potential. Right. And now I'm walking in the potential I'm transforming <clears throat> through faith and manifesting yes. and, you know, and being fruitful. And so all of those phases will look foreign to you every time you get there. You know, like you were just saying, each step, each phase, you don't recognize yourself. It's somewhere you have never been or something you've never done, but it doesn't mean that it's not ordained by God. God already mm-hmm. knows the process. And so staying connected helps you receive the favor during this process. It mm-hmm. allows him to continually bless you and your works and your labor and that you will continually bear fruit. He went into so many points about self-actualization that, you know, um, about how it destroys generational curses too. It it has to. When you become more aware, because that's what it is, you're being awakened and you're more aware of who you were always meant to be in this life before sin consumed you. God created you in your mother's womb with purpose and intentionality. And he's bringing that awareness back into you as you are walking by faith, as you are walking um, in the fullness of his instruction and obedience. And so that's what we're looking at as far as it destroying generational curses. You're going to teach this. (laughs) The way that you live is going to teach your children because now they're looking at you and how you walk and how you live. That's God that is a relational God, right? And it's always that way. Just like we we said at the beginning of this broadcast, we, you know, I was saying we understand our relationship to our environment and to others by our relationship with the Father. And we have a relationship with others around us, whether we intent we intently want to motivate someone else or not we still do you know we still motivate we still encourage we still um are a light to someone you know so uh so we could just know ahead of time but that's the thing though i'm gonna go back to what this is my mom you guys um yeah. <laughs> she said i'm gonna call you out it's amazing that god knows the process i wish we knew it it would save time. Um, but we were discussing this on the other side. What is time? Mm-hmm. What is time? What is time to us is no time to God. 
Mm-hmm. And he knows that you need every sequence of events to get this thing because you're not God. <laughs> you mimic his behavior, but he's going to have to teach you this teaching process mm-hmm. is worth the time. It's worth every bit of that time. Mm-hmm. And we can't even see that we have lost it either. Um, yeah, there is no loss of time. There is no because it was all his anyways. And you know how we say we're on borrowed time. Uh, because it's the truth. Um, although we're we're counting, you know, our rotation around the sun, he's looking at everything that is every season that it takes to get you to that level of where glory is revealed and the kingdom is established. Because when you see the fullness of your potential, then his kingdom comes. And it reigns supreme. That's what his glory looks like. There's no loss of time. And there's no <laughs> rush in this either. There's no rush when you're already at the end. There's no, that's God. That, I'm referring to God, you guys. There's no rush when you're at the end. <laughs> All he can is say what's necessary. Amen. <laughs> so, and exactly, Colette, some of us still wouldn't do it. Why? <laughs> This is why we have to go through what we go through. We wouldn't know like we do otherwise. And we would still be like Adam and Eve. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking we, right, and he knows this, right? So it wouldn't matter what he put in front of us. We wouldn't be able to to comprehend a written piece of paper that just told us what our purpose was. <laughs> like, what you doing? We just be like, all right, that's cool, God. <laughs> All right. He's giving us time to get it together. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, can we? I shouldn't have put this one up. I should have read it before. <laughs> just what you put up? We ready. Not everybody, though, Colette. And so that's that's what we're looking at, though. <laughs> can we just get the rap? just get the rap shot? <laughs> you might be ready, but that's the thing. Since you're ready. It's your turn to reach behind and pull the next, right? <laughs> That's what we got to mm-hmm. keep doing. We got to keep doing that. Because he still sees it's necessary to be here. I mean, we don't know how... I said this another episode. We don't know how many generations we really have left <laughs> for, you know, this earth. At, at the rate we're going, it's pretty soon. But it's not, you know... We still have to focus. Our focus is serving. <laughs> as long as our mind is focused on serving, yes, we will be ready. <laughs> but we want all of us to be ready. I want all of us to be ready. Mm-hmm. Not just myself. I can, you know, just put myself in there. I don't, I already know. Cause I know, I don't want to say I know God's, you know, vision, but I know that that's what matters. He'll leave the 99 to go after that one. Why? Because he needs the hundred <laughs> in order to do this. And I'm all of us. I believe in that. I believe in that. If we if it comes now, yes. all of us ain't gonna when be ready. Everybody knows when uh you know, um when everyone knows the gospel, every nation about every tongue shall confess that he is Lord at that moment that now everyone is aware. And so 
he doesn't have everyone yet. So he's trying to reach everyone. <laughs> and we're all we are all going to be reached and we all have a role to play in reaching someone, each one, reach one, right? Um, we did talk about the watering already. Each one, teach one. Mm -hmm. Each one, reach, reach, reach one. one. Reach, reach one. one. <laughs> everybody ain't teaching, Grace. Everybody ain't teaching. That's not everybody's gift. <laughs> right. So when you reach them, you teach them, or you evangelize to them, you pray for them, you do something, you water, you do something. Mm -hmm. Um, one point that he was making about the watering, though, was that in order for the watering to be effective, right? We have to be in good soil, right? But we also mm -hmm. got to know the people around us, you know, we are, we're eliminating the things that we shouldn't be connected to. So now we need to learn to identify the things that choke us or dry us out or keep us from getting, getting rooted because we're being distracted by all of the unnecessary, the things that have nothing to do with our purpose that somehow we done put exalted above our relationship with God in this in these moments. And that still goes back to all those par the parable of the sower, right? With the different grounds to be planted and how how things can be easily taken how weeds can easily come along and and take us so you know take it away choke it away and birds can come and pick it away you know pull us back up before we even get rooted because of just the environment just knowing um that you need to be moving on um, one quote I highlighted was that we need to understand many relationships have an expiration date that should not be ignored. <laughs> We've been talking about that since we started. We keep talking about that one. one. Okay. <laughs> if y'all don't get that lesson yet, maybe we just need to do a whole spotlight on it. So we just, so we can and get he it all out. The question, will this relationship support the weight of my manifested potential? Will this relationship support the weight of my manifested potential? Once you identify, you know you have the seed. You know you have the seed that needs to be planted and watered, cultivated, um, and manifested into the purpose and the calling that you have on your life. And you are stuck in these relationships sometimes just because you've been friends or you invested <laughs> I invested time and you know, <laughs> I hey we all I mean we've all done it right listen like, <laughs> I learned this the hard and easy way because <laughs> whatever that means to y'all um yes because of you know it taking seven eight years to to get to that point but then mm -hmm. the easy way is you know accepting just accepting it like as soon as you see it i'm talking about um or yolanda sorry pastor uh <laughs> how people can hide who they are to you 
And I'm just like, yeah, maybe so. They can hide on the surface, but you can't hide from God. Mm-mm. That's the thing. So when you walking in this relationship with God, you got to be confident in, in knowing that assignment. You got to know that assignment so well that you know how to cut people off. I told a friend that the other night. Um, She may or may not be on here. But yeah, I was like, my cutoff game is real strong now because I already seen it. I learned that lesson the hard and now the easy way. Like, and that's just where I'm at. <laughs> so the hidden, agendas, the hidden agendas don't fly. Exactly, they don't fly. Exactly. Um, t- right. I, I told you the person I'm dating now, like he keeps saying, after he done spoke to all y'all, like, <laughs> uh, you be cutting off people like that, you know, because everybody keeps saying, like, oh, who are you? Are you still here? Or you, it's <laughs> always some comment like that. It's like, am I still here? What is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you? <laughs> exactly. Because that's, I mean, that is. Those who have ears, let them hear. <laughs> Hey, hopefully you listen. You have an assignment, right? <laughs> and so, if if you don't line up in the assignment, then you immediately know where you stand, and and sometimes that happens, you know. And yes, I've encountered people that I've dated for very short periods of time, and <laughs> or not. <laughs> And um, that's just how it is. And you realize that, you know, and even though it's been, you know, a long time, oh, I don't know, 17 years, almost 18 since I've been divorced. It's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> but I, don't know. I haven't, right. I thought about that recently as if like, you know, I don't know. It don't mean that it's supposed to be uh, marriage is supposed to be part of my assignment. I'm not quite sure if that is. I'm always seeking God on that because I know who I am. I do know who I am. And, and that is something that we have to know. We have to know that just because someone comes along and thinks that you are a great candidate for a wife don't mean you are their wife, you know. (laughs) I'm a great candidate for a lot of people, but you need to seek the Lord on that because um, a, a lot of people can't handle what they asking God for, you know. We <laughs> how we always get here. We huh? always have that conversation because that's where it be going. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, mean yes, in our relationship with ourselves and understanding who we are, we mm-hmm. are we know we are queens, we are um the Lord's bride, we know that we are virtuous women and that things come along and men and people come along in our lives and distract us and get our eyes off our designed purpose. (laughs) And then we have to be able 
to be to discern. We have to be able to discern that those hidden agendas, you know, and what aligns and what does not align with the calling God has on our life. Um, right. And people are selfish about their needs. Yes, but that means they definitely not aligned because um <laughs> they definitely Quit. not aligned. And for me it still ain't. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't At know. At least today. Like, I mean, I <laughs> I mean, I just, whatever prophecies have been spoken over my existence. I'm going to just, this is what I just go ahead and say, if that's my portion and it is, but today I am not. And so I'm focused on the ministry that I'm in. Um, and if that means that this is preparing me for that, because that's like, y'all, heavy. Like I, <laughs> marriage is a great ministry. Like yeah. it really is. If that is my portion then praise God. If it isn't, praise God. But today, it's still just praise God. Like, then I just walk in that in the fullness of my potential. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and whatever comes, comes, whatever flows, it's flowing. As long as I am still in, like, that's, that's just where I'm at. I want to see all of grace. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's really what, not really saying that I didn't think marriage was for me exactly. I never focused on it, but I knew I wanted kids. And here I am today with kids and not married, right? And so I feel like, okay, I wasn't intentional about it. I used to go in my mind about why I wasn't intentional in that area. And that's how I had to go through the process of even forgiving myself, you know, for that. Um, but at the end of the day, like that part of what God has blessed me with out of it, I get to see that. And then walking in the knowing mm -hmm. is where I am now. The purpose in it all, the fact that God took something and made it for my good still within my ignorance and my neglect and not being intentional. I right. never thought of any of it. <laughs> no, I definitely knew I wanted kids. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna say it. I knew I wanted the kids. Um, I love children. I I do. Yes, Jesus and I to the rapture, probably. I'm like maybe <laughs> all of us, Mama. <laughs> <I'm definitely>, uh, <laughs> but um, that last um one about reaching for the sun, um, once the seed is watered once we eliminate the influences that do not maximize our potential, do not help us get to where we're trying to go, can't support our manifested potential. We understand that uh, this quote I highlighted, powerful women always set their sights on points that transcend their immediate circumstances. Um, and that reminded me of what has happened in all the failed relationships. <laughs> I was thinking about all the failed relationships that um, I see um, 
pastor made that comment that people are selfish about their needs and not yours is, you know, they're definitely out of the assignment area when they have so many needs that you need to fulfill, like, or upset that they can't fulfill a need for you. Not understanding that God satisfies that you find your fulfillment in your relationship with God and your purpose and the direction in which you're going and following the vision that you've already written out through that relationship with God, through understanding the seed in which you possess. And there is no amount of love and attention that you can give me that's going to make me happy. I'm not looking for all of that from somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm not running around seeking for that from somebody. And I'm so already there. <laughs> right. And so the person, and I already know that that is high on my list of when it gets, when you get crossed off, <laughs> when, when you get cut off is that if I have to be there and always talking to you or whatever it is, and you're going to get upset and it's, or you need a whole lot of consoling and, you know, um, motivation and I, right. If, if you start doing all of that, you need to go to Jesus. <laughs> right. I mean, just, with that I, same, I, I do want to be a supportive piece. person, right? Right, you can be a supportive, supportive. but I can't be your all in all. You know, Jesus, absolutely, the Lord. Your relationship with God should feel should feel that hole, that space right. of need that you have for connection. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you come together, you come together as two whole people who mm-hmm. can who can propel a vision forward. You know, and it won't be stagnant because you got someone else who has a hole full of rocks where you're trying to plant a seed at and it can't take root because they're missing a relationship with God. And that equally yoke thing is so, so very important. It's so very important. However many times we have to say this on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who are married, um, even if you're in, you're in a, you know, situation or a marriage where you are unequally yoked, it does not mean get a divorce. <laughs> I'm not, we're not saying get a divorce just because you're not, there's still like, you have to come to an agreement of what the marriage represents mm-hmm. and just have that conversation so that you can work on that. Um, because I believe whole you know, heartily that, um, you know, you should definitely still strive for it. If it was a premature marriage <laughs> um, and you're not thinking about divorce, but yeah, praise God. I don't want to go into too many things about that because I want to stay on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what you're really describing is partnership. You just want a true partnership. That's yes. nice. That's, that's what it is. That's my biggest thing. <laughs> Not one person leaning too much on the other, vice versa. It's just you guys are um, in this pursuit of holiness together. 
really. And you hold each other accountable, yes, but mm -hmm. you are still bearing fruit that the other needs. Right. You'll be that. You'll compliment each other as a partner. Right. Like I'm going, so I would be that Someone can, can emit the oxygen you need by <laughs> the fruit in which they bear. Yeah. God is still my oxygen. <laughs> Maybe I'll, you know, take some peaches. That's what I would like. <laughs> bear some peaches. I'm not you don't got to be my oxygen. God is my oxygen. <laughs> I can accept that. But praise God. We are definitely at that time. All hearts and minds are clear. You had one more highlight you wanted to, y'all, we are still in the book, Queenology. I did not introduce mm -hmm. that. So I'm going to say that at the end. So if you watch to the end, you get to know that that book <laughs> that we are still in is Queenology. But it is it's so great how all of it is falling into play on what we're doing on the other side. So you guys tune in to the Friday night um, sessions as well. The conversations are about the kingdom, but it is, it's really, you know, eye-opening for myself because some of the stuff, we'll talk about this beforehand. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. <laughs> and, to be true. Right. and then we still yeah. don't come up here and say what we had a conversation about. We still don't. So we try, yeah, it's no point in talking about it. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new conversation every time for us. <laughs> So well, I definitely I want to end with the um with something I highlighted that it says that self-actualization always start with knowing your gifts and using your gifts to satisfy the hunger of your inner passion. Mm -hmm. And a queen with vision avoids relationships that might divorce her from herself. So we are always <laughs> we are always <laughs> trying to identify our gifts and passions and um, use them to the glory of God all the time and yes. not waste our lives um, seeking after things that are that's not like him that's not of his will and it will drain us and strangle us spiritually emotionally financially professionally you know when we connect ourselves with things outside of our purpose and so that we want to make sure we stay focused on that and become who we are called to be so we're always in that becoming right you talked about that before too <laughs> we're always becoming actualizing who we are we always are yes <laughs> why is that because we bear the image so as as we know that god's wisdom and his his knowledge is inexhaustible guess what all the layers of you are inexhaustible because we're forever going to be coming into this thing and then we see how we're one with the father mm -hmm. we start to begin to see that and then our our whole lifeline our whole oxygen <laughs> is right. dependent upon that word we're now seeking after that word and we want that word because we know that it's going that what it reveals to us is more it's life it's the mm -hmm. true definition of life and to keep our relationship with god in the center because we can't do it without him 
we can be deceived in knowing and thinking that we can, like we we always refer to as looking at other things be successful. You can look at people in the world doing worldly things and being so-called successful or not, you know, and we um, think that we have to do it another way. That's not God's way. And that's a deception of the enemy and the devil's a lie. And I was just thinking about God is the truth. Especially <laughs> with our last experience of, of looking, always looking at your oxygen absorption on, on these monitors. And how long, how long can you go without that source? So we can go you know, in a space where we can we can go for a while, you know, and think we don't need God or we don't need to make Christ the center, but it's going to be a, a short race. <laughs> you can go for a little while, you'll lose the wind and slow down and slow down, but we still need that source. We still need the breath of life. We need what God gives us you know, in, in our core, in our heart of hearts. And that is very, very necessary. And so that we really need to, um, we really do need to stay focused on that relationship. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for all the revelation that you've given on tonight. All hearts and minds are clear. Everyone is focused on optimizing your potential and your purpose Mm-hmm. We will see you guys next, well, at the end of this week and next Sunday, um, next Friday and next Sunday. Y'all take care Amen. and have a blessed evening. Have a blessed evening. Amen. Amen.